Thanks for tuning in to Mike's Yoga Podcast. Over the past year and a half, I've been running yoga classes over Zoom to a live group. These are hour-long sessions, and the podcast from now on will mainly be recordings of those sessions. So to join live, go to mikesyogapodcast.com and click on the link. Simple. If you have any health issues or injuries, it's better to join a live class than use recordings. So do join in if you can. I'm releasing video sessions periodically on my YouTube channel, so give those a go as well. Just search for Mike's Yoga Podcast on YouTube. Because these sessions are recorded live on Zoom, the audio quality isn't always as brilliant as normal. But I hope you still love participating in these podcasts. If you have a bad back, you should practice caution in forward bending, avoiding coming forward too far. You can bring your hands onto a wall or a windowsill in Uttanasana to prevent overworking a sensitive back. Nonetheless, you can still benefit from forward bends, even if you keep your torso at a right angle to the floor. Just a quick reminder that you should be in good health. That doesn't mean you need to be flexible. That comes with good time. Consult your doctor before you practice if you have any health concerns. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I'd love it if you gave me a review and a star score. Thanks. For more info and to join in for live online classes, go to mikesyogapodcast.com. Have a great session. Okay. So let's sit ourselves on our lifts. So my stuff's still here from a restorative session. So sit yourself on your lift and bring yourself into a cross leg position. Let me switch the light on. So sit yourself in a cross leg position. Feel that you're sitting evenly. So feel that there's levelness underneath the seat bones and then grip around your knees. Lift and open the chest, draw your shoulders down away from your ears. So just spend a few moments just listening to the sound of the breath as it enters and as it exits. Long, slow, deep, deliberate in-breaths. Long, slow, deep, deliberate out-breaths. Allow your eyes to settle on the floor, just looking at something that doesn't move. And then bring your hands into Namaste, press the palms firmly together, lengthen from the armpits into the elbows, the elbows into the heels of the hands, and then allow your eyes to gently close. Focusing on long, slow, deep, deliberate in-breaths and long, slow, deep, deliberate 
out breaths. Filling the lungs from the bottom to the top, emptying the lungs from the top to the bottom. And then when you're ready, draw your chin down to meet your chest. Spend a moment to seek to generate a genuine heartfelt sense of gratitude for something or someone. Holding on to that feeling as you release the backs of your hands down towards your knees, palms facing upwards. And then as you raise your head, allow your eyes to softly open. Just grip around your knees, lift and open the chest, elevating the spine upwards. Take a good, strong, deep inhalation in through the nose. And then with an exhalation, turn to the right side, drawing your abdomen, your ribs, your shoulders across. Just listening to the sound of the breath. And then come back to the center grip around your knees lift and open your chest drive your spine upwards and then turn to the left drawing the abdomen across the ribs across the shoulders across trying to get your belly button to point at the at the left knee and beyond it then very gently come back to the center grip um, to come off your lift and then sit yourself um, back onto your heels add the big toes together and then spend a moment or two just to assess how your shins are making contact with the floor so try so the kind of big adjustment you can make is to lift up the knee and to draw the shin skin forwards so that then it's usually the kind of middle to the bottom of the shin that doesn't make really good contact with the or as good contact with the floor as the kind of upper shin for example 
So see if you can spread your toes. Spread your toes and spread the underside of your feet so that the shin, so that the heels almost start to draw away from each other slightly and the blade of the shin comes down onto the floor, pressing down onto the floor. If the kind of full shin still isn't in, in place, then just adjust the calf, the, the shin skin and draw it forward. But see if you can adjust that um, connection with the feet. Press the big toes together and try and almost draw your heels apart. And then activate your thighs, almost like you're trying to press the top of the femur bone, top of the thigh bone, trying to press them away from each other. And then lift and open the chest. Feel that there's real extension in your spine by hitting those femur bones apart and lifting up into the chest. Just walk your hands behind you. Bring the heels of the hands down onto the floor. So have the heels of the hands underneath your shoulders so you're not trying to stretch far, um, uh, stretch too far back. Press the palms of the hands into the floor, stretching into the fingertips. Spread your toes. Maintain the spreading of the feet so that the shins are active. Lift from the wrists up into the armpits. So if you've got a bad back, just stay at this stage. If you don't, then press the shins into the floor and then lift the seat bones up away from the floor and draw your chin away from your body. Lifting from the wrists into the armpits. And then come back down, sit back on your heels, come back onto the fingertips to help you to lift the chest. And then just come back to the central position. Again, spread your toes, hit them in and the inner heels away from each other. Draw these femur bones apart at the top, lift and open the chest, and then come forward, stretching your hands forward, spreading your fingers, spreading your palms. wriggling into the hips a little trying to maintain that connection between the seat bones and the heels keeping the front chest lifted and then bring your forehead down continuing to spread the toes to spread the Feet, so the broadening the train tracks of the feet, hitting the outer femur bones away from each other, turning the tailbone in, lengthening from the hips into the armpits, into the wrists, into the fingertips. And then come up onto all fours. Have your little fingers on the edge of the mat. Stretch your thumbs towards each other. Turn your toes under. And then come up into dog down. So just spend some time in observation. 
and dog down. So sometimes having a day off, if you did have a day off, can be useful because you suddenly feel a little more intensely. So work for evenness initially. Bring the legs straight. Are both hips extending away from the arms evenly? Activate the corkscrew action of the legs. So the fronts of the legs turn in. The fronts of the thighs, the fronts of the shins, and the backs of the thighs, and the backs of the calves broaden outwards. Again, hitting the upper femur bones kind of physically apart. Just listen to the sound of the breath. Use your breath in observation and activation. Observation for the in-breath, activation for the out-breath. Okay, step the feet forwards, come up into a standing position, get a couple of blocks and place the blocks underneath your shoulders or, or kind of just in front of you and then come up into a standing position. Um, put the feet as wide apart as your mat and turn your toes in so that the outside edge of your feet are in line with the edge of your mat. And then activate your legs in that corkscrew fashion. So tighten the kneecaps just to, <coughs> excuse me, straighten the legs. And then turn the fronts of the thighs inwards and the backs of the thighs broadening outwards. So really turning the fronts of the thighs and feeling that the backs of the thighs broaden. So the whole of the leg kind of rotates in the socket. Do the same with the shins and the calves. Have your hands on your hips, lift and open the chest, squeeze the elbows together. Keep the legs activating in that fashion. Come halfway. Keep your hands on your hips, keep the elbows winging towards the ceiling and lift the chest. And then reach down, find the blocks. So even if you can find the floor, it's good just to start off with blocks. So then go back to your feet and your toes turning in sufficiently. Can you turn the shins inward so that the calves feel like they broaden? Can you turn the thighs, the fronts of the thighs inward so that the backs of the thighs broaden? And then can you find that that gives you space to lift your seat bones up a little away from your heels? 
project the chin and the chest forwards. Breathe. Observe and activate. If you can, just bring the blocks down to a lower height and notice how just that small change makes a difference in the way that the legs work. So adapt to the change, observe it and activate it. If you can, bring your hands to the floor and again, observe the change and activate to compensate. Projecting the chin and the chest forwards, drawing the shoulder blades in. So the front chest feels long. Bend your elbows out to the sides, broaden the abdomen. If you've got a bad back, stay at whichever stage with the blocks or just keep looking forwards. If you don't broaden the abdomen, Bend your elbows out to the side, grip around the backs of your heels and then keep the front chest long as you draw your torso through the legs or towards the legs. Stamp your heels down and try and lift them up. Lift from the backs of the heels into the backs of the knees, into the backs of the thighs, into the seat bones. Breathing in observation and activation. Okay, and then release your hands, bring your hands onto the shoulders, and then come up into a standing position, bending your knees on the way up if you need to. So just stand in Tadasana. So we can do Parjvottanasana. So we've done a lot of that this week. So if you need to, just have the blocks to the sides. In fact, let's all go there because it's a good way to start into the pose. So when the blocks are there, just come into Tadasana. So breathe nice and evenly in through the nose and out through the nose. Just listen to the sound of the breath. Use the breath to activate and observe. Bring your arms out nice and wide, in towards your chest, step the feet apart. Turn your left toes in steeply and then pick up the, the toes of the right foot and then swing yourself around so the toes point um, towards the right side of the room and you can swing the hips across. So keeping your arms outstretched, get that back leg to really straighten and then corkscrew that back leg. You might have to pick up the heel of that back leg so it assists the corkscrew action. Bring your hands onto your hips. So just make sure 
that that corkscrew action is happening in both legs. Make sure that this front foot hasn't kind of overshot the back foot. So it should be heels in line when we bring the hips across. So heels in line with each other. Or if that makes you feel a little wobbly, just move your right, your right foot out to the right side a little bit more on the mat. Corkscrew the legs lift up into the chest and then continue to corkscrew those legs really consciously and then reach down and find the blocks come into Parjvottanasana. So at this stage we can assess are you overshooting your feet so you can see the feet so I've kind of brought my feet a bit wider but it feels um, a bit weird so I'm just correcting that and then I'm turning this thigh inwards. I'm turning this front thigh inwards. Come up onto fingertips and then extend the spine away like we were doing in Uttanasana. Breathe evenly and deeply. If you can, come down onto a lower lift on the blocks. Keeping that front leg straight. So Ruth, your front leg is bending a little, so can you tighten that kneecap? That's it. Tighten that kneecap. Turning the thigh, bringing, as you turn this back leg, notice that this back hip draws down a little closer towards the floor so that the hips become more level. Project the chin and the chest away from the, from the hips, drawing the shoulder blades in towards the spine. So draw the shoulder blades in, so lengthen the chin and the chest away chest and the chin away from the hips and then come down if you can come down into the floor come down to the floor projecting the chin and the chest forwards breathing evenly and deeply so if your back is rounding like this and I can see some rounding of the back then I want you to scoop the front chest forward so you draw the abdomen from the hips to the diaphragm to the collarbone to the chin so that you come concave in the shoulder blade region okay step the feet that bend that front leg step forwards and then come up into the standing position and then bring your blocks onto the left side of your mat so in this pose there's things that go wrong and the things that go wrong are the back leg is often straight but the front leg is off, often bent so if you come down too soon then actually it's really hard to get the leg to straighten so that front leg wants to bend so you have to really work to straighten that front leg and then the back wants to round like this so you really got to pick up the abdomen from the hips draw it into the sh uh, into the collarbone into the chin so you draw the shoulder blades inwards so that's the action that we really want you to concentrate on just in tadasana let's see if we can feel that there's a lift of the abdomen into the diet into the ribs up into the collarbone and then push the shoulder blades forwards without kind of becoming a banana Corkscrew the legs, tuck the tailbone in, and then really draw the shoulder blades inwards. That's the action that we want. 
So you want that corkscrewing of the legs. We want the lifting and opening in the chest. We want the shoulder blade region to draw inwards. Just bring your arms out nice and wide in towards your chest and then step nice and wide. Turn your right toes in steeply, the left leg and foot all the way out and then swing the hips across so that the legs are facing the left leg. Pick up the heel of the back leg, turn that heel out a little and then bring the um, heel back down so that the hips, have your hands on your hips, the hips feel level. Corkscrew really consciously into the legs. Lift the chest and then come forwards, but corkscrewing the legs. And then reach down and find the blocks. So be on the highest end of the blocks because it's easier then to access the, the chest. So corkscrew the legs, both legs, the front leg and the back leg, get those legs to straighten. And then lift the front chest. So draw the abdomen away from the hips towards the diaphragm, towards the collarbone, towards the chin. So your shoulder blade region really draws inwards. So Lois, lift your sternum bone up towards your up towards your chin. So the sternum bone, the, the you know, just underneath the collarbone, lift it towards the chin. That's it. Okay, and then come down a little. Don't lose that front leg, tighten the kneecap of that front leg. Turn the back leg, keep the front chest lifted, keep the head lifted, keep the shoulder blades drawing forwards, keep the sternum bone really elevating up towards the chin. The sternum bone is the kind of holds onto the rib cage. So lift that towards the chin, that's it. Good, turning that back leg as much as you can. Good, and then come down a little lower if you can. Just being mindful of your back. If you're, you just stay at this level that supports your back. So again, Lois, lift the sternum bone up. That's it, good. Breathe in nice and softly, in through the nose, out through the nose. Ruth, keep lifting the sternum bone towards the chin. That's it, so then you can really see your back lengthening. Breathe in nice and softly, in through the nose and out through the nose. Okay, and then bend that front leg and step forwards. And then come back into Tadasana. So this time, so we're going to do Parjvot again, um, but this time we're going to go all the way down. But when you go all the way down, because um, like classically the hands are in... Um, Hashima Namaskarasana behind the back, you know, in, in Namaste behind the back. But when you come down, so I'm just not really doing anything and I'm just letting my back round. But if you try and come down with a rounded back, it's, it's really hard. So we've got to really work to kind of let, get the hips level, obviously, but then lifting that front chest, drawing the front chest, and then really consciously lifting the sternum inwards. And then as you come down, the temptation is for the back to round. I want you to really focus on the front chest. Keep that front chest long. And as you walk your legs back, so you don't just drop your head like that because that makes your back immediately round. So 
I mean, I can do that, but that's not the pose. You want to lengthen the chest and then keep drawing, lengthening and challenging, drawing the chin towards the towards the toe. So that's the challenge, really. When you come forward, to come forwards with a straight back, not rounding the back. So a little bit of rounding will happen, of course, but trying to um, minimise it. So lift and open the chest. Bring your arms out nice and wide and then step or jump the feet apart. Turn your left toes in as steeply as you can and then turn the right um, toes and leg all the way out. And then feel that the hips are level at this stage. Bring the hands onto the hips, corkscrew those legs and then come forwards and find the blocks. So it's good to start on the blocks because it, it sets the pose for the rest of it. So it gives it foundation. So first of all, just bring your hands onto your hips. Does it, do they feel level? So for me, this back hip feels higher than my front, than my other hip. So the, the back leg hip feels higher. So I'm gonna turn this thigh, I'm gonna broaden the back of the thigh and then the hip becomes level. Activate both legs evenly. Lengthen the chin and the chest forward so that the shoulder blades draw in towards the front chest. So on blocks, it's a little easier to access that spine. Come down to the floor if you can. And then notice what changes. So that's part of your observation to notice what happens as you progress into the pose. So probably this happens where the back starts to round. So I want you to lift the abdomen away from the hips towards the diaphragm, towards the collarbone, towards the chin, drawing the shoulder blades in towards the chest. And then bend your elbows out to the side or just stay at that stage if that feels like you're still working on the back. Come forwards, but not dropping the head, lengthening the front chest, activating the corkscrew, breathing evenly. Listen to the sound of the breath. Keep that front chest long. Bring your hands back to underneath your shoulders. And then step, bend the front leg, step forward with the back leg, and then come up into Tadasana, and then bring the blocks to the side and then lift and open the chest. Just listen to the sound of the breath as it enters and as it exits. Bring your arms out nice and wide in towards your chest and then step or jump your feet apart. Bring your hands into your hips, turn your left toes in, your right leg and foot all the way out. And then again, just pick up that back heel, turn, corkscrew that leg, turn the leg. 
and the hands on the hips. Lift and open the chest. Corkscrewing both legs evenly. And then hinge at the hips, come forward, lengthening from the diaphragm into the collarbone, into the chin, finding your blocks. So work the back legs, work the front legs. So this is a good stage to kind of correct everything. So work that back leg like it's really turning, work that front leg like it's really turning and then lift the front chest. Come down lower, keep the front chest lifted, see if you can find the floor. So is your back doing this? Is it rounding like a tortoise shell? Or can you activate your legs sufficiently in order to give you elevation into the front chest? And then walk your hands back towards the back legs slowly without losing that activation of the front chest without losing the activation of the legs. So the more you work into that back foot, pressing the back foot into the floor like it's stuck to the floor, the more um, length you get into the chest. Okay, bring your hands forwards, bend that front leg and then step forwards, come up into a standing position, back into Tadasana. Just observe the energy of the legs, the energy of the chest, stretch your arms forwards, interlock your fingers, bring the hands all the way out and then raise your arms over your head. the arms, swap the interlock of the fingers, turn the palms all the way out and then raise your arms over your head. And then just very gently release your arms down. We can do one more standing pose, but if you feel like you need to kind of rest your legs, then you can go into Supta Baddhakanasana. Supta Baddhakanasana on your back with your um, feet close to the seat bones and the knees apart. Otherwise, we're going to do Prasarita Padottanasana because all of that action kind of relates into that pose. So stand with your heels along the back edge of the mat and then lift and open the chest. Screw the legs, tuck the tailbone in a little, 
lift the diaphragm at the abdomen to the diaphragm to the collarbone to the chin lengthen from the shoulders into the fingertips bring your arms out nice and wide in towards your chest and then step or jump go nice and wide with your legs just release your hands for a second turn your toes in and then tadasanarize your legs corkscrew the legs so the fronts of the thighs turn inwards the backs of the thighs broaden outwards press the feet into the floor feel those train tracks and then suck up into the hips hands on the hips come forwards like we were doing in uttanasana coming forwards lengthening that front chest come halfway and then reach down if you can't reach then use your blocks so again just like in Parjvot, reaching the floor isn't as important as straightening your back so if you if you bend your knees and kind of round your back to find the floor then you're not going to get extension so it's better to have the legs straight corkscrewing so the fronts of the thighs turn in the backs of the thighs really broaden out so you can lift the seat bones up away from the from the floor and then you project the chin and the chest forwards lift from the wrists up into the armpit so that the fingertips go lighter on the floor and then with a straight back if you're still struggling to straighten your back if your back is rounding just stay at this stage continue to work that front chest but if you can really straighten your back at this stage then bend your elbows out to the sides draw the chest and the chin forwards and down towards the floor walk your hands back in line with so the heels of the hands are in line with the heels of the feet and bring the head down onto the floor if your head doesn't reach the floor Keep your legs straight and put a block underneath your head. Breathe evenly. Observation, activation, corkscrew in the legs. Lifting the seat bones. If you can, just reach around the outsides of your ankles, pulling the ankles inwards. Broaden the elbows out to the side so the armpits are open. Breathing evenly in through the nose and out through the nose. So Prasarita Padottanasana acts as a, as a bit like an inversion, doesn't it? Breathing observation and activation. Okay, bring your hands back down onto the floor. Walk your hands underneath your shoulders. So you come to the first point. Bring the heels of the hands down onto the floor. Bend your knees. And then step or jump your feet back together and then come up into, into Tadasana. So perhaps in... Prasarita, you achieved better length of the spine. 
better rotation of the legs, better lifting of the seat bones. Maybe your head was a little closer to the floor. Maybe it wasn't, but if it was, then good. If it wasn't, then there's somewhere to work towards. Stretch your arms forwards into Urdhva Hastasana. So raising your arms over your head, palms facing each other. Spread the fingers. Lift up into the little finger side. Okay, and then just gently release your hands down. Come down onto your knees and then come onto your front. Have your fingertips underneath your shoulders. Turn your toes under and then just walk your toes towards your head a little and then come up into dog down. Lift and open the chest, spread the fingers, spread the palms. Listen to the sound of the breath. Corkscrew the legs, lift the seat bones, feel that the front chest elongates. Okay, come down onto your knees, just sit back on your heels for a moment and then stretch forwards into Adam Mukha Virasana, just to quieten in Adam Mukha Virasana. Activating the shins and the thighs. Drawing the sacrum down towards the heels, lengthening from the hips into the armpits, into the hands. Bringing dynamic purposefulness. Okay, just release, bring your hands underneath your shoulders, just come up into a seated position. Good, and then just sit yourself in cross legs. So fairly intense work there, isn't it? So it's just that activation of the legs extending into the spine. So connecting the extension of the legs with the extension of the spine. Scrip around your knees, lift and open the chest, drive your spine upwards, drawing your shoulders down away from your ears. Take a good deep in breath and then with the out breath, just turn yourself around to the right side, just observing if it feels different this time. Dig the back hand into the floor to elevate the spine upwards. 
and then come back to the center lift and open the chest take a good deep inhalation and then turn to the left drawing the abdomen across the ribs across the shoulders across very gently come back to the center just stretch your legs out and then come down onto your back into Supta Baddha so a lot all of that leg work extends into the spine and it really um, kind of tests and extend and extends the spine deeply doesn't it so Supta Baddha is just a good way to soften the spine So allow your Supta Baddha to be fairly passive. So often we consciously activate the pose to bring it into dynamism. And there's value in doing that now, but with a gentleness. So just gently, but consciously, press the feet together so that the legs respond. Feel that, bring your hands into your abdomen and just draw the abdominal flesh down towards the abdominal walls, broadening outwards so drawing those abdominal walls down towards the floor so gentle action stretch your arms up interlock the fingers turn the palms all the way out just make sure that the outer shoulder blades are pressing down into the floor as well as the inner shoulder blades and then lengthen your arms along the floor This difference in your shoulders, put blocks or blankets underneath your hands. Otherwise, just remain in that gentle, dynamic action of the pose. Breathe fully from the bottom of the lungs to the top of the lungs. just release action altogether just let this become passive 
release your arms from over your head just rest your hands on your lower ribs and just enjoy the passivity of the pose If it's too strong in your hips, of course, put blocks under your thighs or just bring the knees together. Just release it all together. Otherwise, just let gravity draw the knees down to the floor. Okay, draw your knees towards each other. Just have the knees together, the feet apart. And then pull your knees in towards your chest. Just have a little rock from side to side, from top to bottom. And then just roll yourself up into a seated position. So because we've worked strongly in backs, then we're going to finish off with our surfboard pose, which sometimes you can do Shavasana kind of facing up. Sometimes you can do it facing down. The surfboard pose, it's basically Shavasana facing downwards, but with a bit of extra support. So if you've got a little kind of bolster for your shins, then have that. Otherwise, just kind of roll your kind of mat over so that there's a bit of support underneath your shins. Then your if you've got a bolster, you lay across the bolster and you'll need something for your head. So a block for your head, just you've got to give yourself space to bring your head between the block and the end of the bolster, maybe a blanket. So you come down onto your hands and knees and then bring the pelvis onto the um, kind of end of your bolster and then let your chin kind of hang off the edge. And then you need a block and maybe a blanket for your head. Just to support your head. And then let your arms just stretch slightly above your shoulders. Just let the legs, sorry, let the arms rest down into the floor. So you've got the little bolster underneath or folded blanket underneath your shins. The bolster underneath your pelvis. And your chin needs to be free of the top of the bolster and then your arm your head resting on a block or a blanket and a block and then just let your arms just rest on the floor elbows above your shoulders but resting on the floor This position after a few moments starts to feel really opening in your shoulders. So it releases the neck and the shoulders. And relaxes the legs.
Breathe nice and evenly in through the nose and out through the nose. Let go completely, no longer aiming in any way to extend. Just allow the body to flop into the floor. But because we have been extending, perhaps you notice that your body is literally rimming with positive energy much as it would be nice to stay like this for the rest of the day we need to prepare ourselves for movement so just bring your just kind of bring energy back into your fingers just rubbing the fingertips onto the floor and then bring your hands underneath your shoulders and then push yourself up onto your knees and then just sit yourself on your bolster and just come into a cross leg position. Just grip around your knees, lift and open your chest, driving your spine upwards. Just make sure you feel even underneath the seat bones and then bring your hands into Namaste. Draw your breath in through your nose down into the abdomen. Be conscious of the energy that you've released through your practice this morning, that good, positive, healthy flow of clean energy that the extensions, the forward bends, the twists, the inversions bring to the body and to the mind. And then very gently draw your chin down to meet your chest. Just spend a moment to seek to acknowledge the positive energy you've created inside. Acknowledging that positive energy, send that some of that positive energy out into the world. Okay. 
and then release the backs of your hands down toward your knees, palms facing upwards. And then as you raise your head, allow your eyes to softly open and the focus to softly come back. Thank you very much. Thank you. So hopefully you feel as though you have just released a whole load of energy, um, good positive energy that's kind of, um, kind of floating around your upper body and your legs, um, just to give you lots of good energy for your day. So thank you very much for joining me. Thanks for joining in. Remember, please give me a star rating on Apple Podcasts and join in for live classes if you can at mikesyogapodcast.com or subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search for mikesyogapodcast.com on YouTube. Thank you very much. Have a great day.